Give the people a JFK. Okay. <laughs> all right. In this time and place, I am required to tell you all that we will go to the moon. Not because it's easy, but because it is hard. Listeners, welcome back to Lost in Postulation. My name is Neil Fitzpatrick, and I am joined by a man who chooses to postulate not because it is easy, but because it is hard. It's Nicola Volpe. Indeed, indeed. Just about as hard as the water in Copenhagen, hey, where we are based, is. 100%. Now newly softened in Fredericksburg, giving yeah. the people what they want over here in the posh part of Copenhagen. But uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, For famously. the listeners that, that aren't acquainted with uh, our stomping grounds here, Neil and I live about a 10-minute cycle ride away from each other but his water is a lot softer than mine a lot softer us uh, us poshies over here in Fredericksburg which is a separate commune to Copenhagen for reasons I'm not still entirely sure of slightly uh, higher tax rate slightly lower income tax rate I believe lower yeah, actually yeah, yes yeah. look at that and that's what they love they're uh, a little bit more right-leaning the voters mm, here so they, yeah, they love historically, that yeah. historically so um, but then they about half a year ago they softened the water they added a whole another process to it and it's such a game changer Love Speaking it. of game changers, yeah. we've had an Instagram for a hey. week and it's killing it. It is actually. Yeah. Loads of engagement, actually. I mean, we, we need to take up the followers a bit more, but like the followers we have are, are absolutely smashing it. So great job to them. Yeah, absolutely. Gotten us a few new listeners. We've got polls going at the moment. We have one live at the time of recording about the most tourist trap city in Europe. Mm, mm. And I think it's very close to being a three-way tie between wow. Rome, Venice, and Paris. Yeah, you, you pulled out all the, the heavy hitters for that yeah. one, yeah. Nobody picking London at the moment. London yeah. getting away with it. I think London does, it scrapes by. You know, it just, it, when you put it in that kind of company, mm. there is no kind. And I know there is some downsides to London, but it it's not quite. At those levels of the others, you know. What did you vote of those there? Rome. Sorry. Rome. <laughs> I know no, you, you don't have to apologize. No, because I mean, last time I, I <laughs> took a shot at Rome, you're like, hey, show respect. So, uh, But I'd I'd argue that Venice is a bit more Disney yeah. than Rome by virtue of the fact that nobody actually lives there. That I is guess. true. That is true. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I still come away feeling a bit better after Venice than I do Rome. Yeah. Not sure why. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's on Instagram at Lost in Postulation. Sure is. And if people were even more interested to find us elsewhere, they could find us on, for the time being, Twitter, which is at Impostulation. Let's see how long, how much longer that uh, social network stays alive. Looks like threads is the way to go from now on. Threads, unreal. Uh, and then you can also email us. That's lostinpostulation at gmail.com for your, uh, for your postulatory needs. Please do. And Neil, while we're at it, do you have a postulation to start? I do. We're going back to our old uh, opener, our mundane opener. And I tried to think of something super mundane. Now, this is a topic that I'm going to predict you don't have much experience in now, but mm. you will very soon. Because, After you educate me on it. Well, no, not, not quite. You'll see what I mean in a sec. Because I, I wanted to talk about something that I personally have very little interaction with, but I think a lot of our listeners do. Mm. Talking about children's playgrounds, right? Yeah. Now, Let's go. Yeah, something you need to get used to because very soon this is going to be part of your everyday, and I mean everyday. Three months and seventeen days. Counting down. I've right? got the app. We're about sixty-two and a half percent of the way there. Wow! Look at that. Look at that. That's a that's a C in Ireland, <laughs> as we've talked about before. <laughs> top of the class. That's top of the class right there. So, uh, with regard to children's playgrounds, what I wanted to get from you once and for all in mm. in as short a time as we can manage, a definitive ranking of the equipment available in children's playgrounds. And I have, I have six here. Okay. 
And basically what I want to know is which ones of these do you put at GOAT tier? Greatest toys of all time, best, best rides of all time. And which do you put in trash tier? Not a good toy. Kids shouldn't be playing with it. It should be scrapped. And right? this is children's playgrounds, not amusement parks. So. Just playgrounds. The okay. ones you'd see out in any in any real developed okay. part of the world, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you the, all the six and then tell me if there's any here that you don't know, right? Yeah. So one is merry-go-rounds, spinners, anything yeah. that spins, right? Okay. Two is seesaws, things that uh, balance over mm-hmm. and back, you know? Three is a swing. And we'll just think of a classic swing. None of these, you know, hyper-modern net-based swings, you know. Like, mm-hmm. let's think of a normal swing here. Four is the slide. And, you know, we can get into tube slide versus open. We can get into plastic versus metal. But, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Five is the climbing frame. So anything that you can kind of climb on, perhaps it links to the slide, but it is a separate... Monkey bars and the like. Exactly. Okay. All included. Now, yeah. it is separate to the slide, though. Take the, take the slide out of it. And yeah, then definitely. the final one is hard to describe without doing the actions, which is the little spring uh springy righty thing you know you sit on like a little horse or something and right. it has a spring at the bottom and you like oh sure i don't yeah. know what else to call it but yeah it's spring. like it's like a one person uh what do you call the the thing the one that you mentioned Rocking before horse or, something. or no yeah. uh, one person uh seesaw seesaw yeah yeah, exactly. yeah yeah pretty much and then i also put down other question mark if if you know okay. of any others i don't know but okay. so of those which ones are you thinking are the top tier so I definitely think we should check back in on this in about a year. Oh know, yeah, for sure, for sure. I've, but I've this is why it's interesting. Let's get your, yeah. your opinion now and your opinion a year okay. from now. And when I'm evaluating these, it's from my perspective, from... Child. What? So okay. fun, fun per minute or like uh, return on investment, right? Okay. Start from the bottom or the top? Whichever is easier for you. I think the top, it's the goat as you put it, mm. uh, you and all the Gen Zers that need to rank everything. Everything must be ranked. Um, number one is the swing mm. by a long shot. Okay. okay. Uh, my rationale around that, yeah, as please. I imagine you're not going to let me off that easy. No, definitely not. <laughs> please explain. Is that uh, super entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do it nonstop for as long as you want. True, right? True. It's not like the slide where you do it, then you have to work your way back to the slide. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you can set goals and try to get higher and higher each time. That is true. Uh, you can try to, uh, us stupider kids, what we were doing was trying to flip over the top. For sure. Uh, yeah, it didn't go well, I can no. imagine. No. Uh, we were also trying to jump off out the front. We'd that land on our backs sometimes, get the wind knocked out mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it, it built character. Okay, I see. Um, and fundamentally, from all perspectives, what creates the win-win-win is that the kid can do it on their own. Well, with some training, right? Like yes. there is some okay. learning involved. Learning to pump your legs exactly. a bit. But exactly. I think, you know, by the time my son is... What's the over on this? some KPIs here. Is it before now. walking or after walking? It's got to be after. It's, it's got to be, be after, after walking. Yeah, yeah. So at about 11 months. Okay. He'll be swinging alone. Now, the results, that's a separate discussion. Some weak but swinging, but I, I swinging think the parent can also win mm, okay. on the swing. Okay. So, swing, goat. Swing, goat. Okay, let's let's take it then in that sense that swing is the best. So, what's the worst thing? What's the, what's the one that you think is like, shouldn't even be in the playground? Uh, that spirally, uh, bouncy horse thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So now I know in a way, maybe I'm contradicting my rationale from the swing where Mm. the kid can use this themselves. Yeah. But 
I do not understand. I never liked that thing. Yeah. I don't understand the value added. I don't get their their proliferation because they they are everywhere. Like every, at least every yeah. playground that you go to, you seem to go to a lot of playgrounds. Yeah, for I can explain. So the, the main not having kids. I know, I know. The main reason is there's a nine year gap between me and my youngest brother. Mm. So he was born when I was nine, and then me, age 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, I'm still in a lot of playgrounds because mm. I'm bringing. Little right. Jack you to, must uh, have loved that added responsibility oh, as a twelve year old. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean I, I did what I could. I wasn't exactly <laughs> the uh pulling the pulling the heavyweight in that one. But in any case, I did end up, you know, seeing a lot of playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Kids love playgrounds, uh, as it turns yeah. out. So I'm with you on the on the springy uh horsey thing, or you know, it it, it shocks me as to how widely spread they are. And I I never see kids run straight to them, you know? Mm. It's never the one that they're like, Oh, can I please go on that? It's always it's the slide or the swing or the yeah. merry go round, you know. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So I think it's it's a second tier yeah. playground toy, a third tier potentially. Yeah. Um, I remembered one though that actually isn't on your list okay. that I would put close to the bottom, potentially mm. tied with that, maybe even under it, the sand pit. Yeah. As a parent, I think you got to be watchful of the sand pit because you're gonna you're inviting a lot of sand into the clothing, and that's just gonna get everywhere. everywhere. It's gonna get in the car. It's gonna get in the. It never leaves. I mean, yeah. I was on forget the playground i was on the beach this weekend with with maria mm. and there was sand all over the house for two days afterwards it's just not because great. it's no. everywhere right yeah and um, also like yeah. dry sand in the playground with no water it's actually not that fun right like you're not going to exactly. build anything with and it. going back to my time as a kid mm. you know you were getting it in your eyes yeah. there was always the kid always the kid yeah. who threw sand at the other kids does not play well with others no 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 <laughs> I agree. Were so, you one of those? I was not, can you believe? Okay. I was a <laughs> remarkably timid child, as it's probably a surprise to no one. But uh, all I was going to add on this topic, though, and it's it's great that you kind of referenced it, the delayed gratification of the slide, actually, I think, is a big part of its popularity. Mm. Because the swing is like, you get on it and the fun is unlocked, and it's like quick access to fun. You right. Know? There's no, there's no barrier to fun, right? Yeah. Whereas like a theme park where you queue for a roller coaster and then you go on it, with the slide, the kid has to like do a bit of work to get there, you know? Mm. And it's the work that then gets rewarded with a very quick three-second slide, right? But it's because they've put in the work to get there that they're like, whoa! Like, that's what makes it... Uh, but is that whoa, so whoa on most slides? slides. Yeah. I've seen at least my brother, when he was like in that four to six range, you literally... If if you didn't intervene, he was going to be doing it for an hour or two hours, okay. just down, up, down, up, down, okay. like in a, on a loop. It's like a open, literally beat first, always beat first, always. And I would definitely think that any parent should be intervening when there's when there's head first involved. <laughs> I, I did a few head firsts. Yeah, as, I mean, as you, you, were, you were a rebellious child. You were <laughs> a like bit. on your back head first or something, something yeah. crazy like yeah. that. Till I got so scared and never wanted to go on a slide again. Basically, right? well, yeah, because now you're yeah. absolutely chronically afraid of roller coasters of all kinds. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure if we wanted to share that with every listener, but there well, you go. Uh, well, yeah, but I go on them. You do, but yeah. it, you are a menace to to all the other riders. It's just like the noise, <laughs> such that the security team of the theme park are like about to stop the ride, being like, "Is this guy okay?" Oh god, it's a, it's a great to see such a strong reaction, but it is. Uh, yeah. We it is should strong. go uh, go back to it's high the time theme for park some Tivoli, yeah, yeah at least, so. yeah. or or even bigger. 
go to uh, Sweden. There's um, there's some great options over Everything's there. Everything's bigger in Sweden, as they Sweden. say. As they do the say. The Texas of Europe. Sure is. Uh, Ouch. <laughs> I don't repeat that to any Swedes. But, uh, no. uh, wow. Yeah, so I thought we would check in on the old playground, and especially in light of uh, what's to come later this year. But back to the slide. Yeah. You opened this, this Pandora's box, this mm. can of worms. Sure. So let's go into it. Metal slide, plastic mm. slide, tube slide. So what do you want? I, I have a funny... I think tube slides are the way to go, but mm-hmm. they also invite the most precariousness or danger, right? Mm. Kids can bang their heads on the top of it, but they are the most fun. Let's let's be real. <laughs> now, you don't often get metal tube slides, but when you do, those are quite good. The reason they're good is because the sun, right? On an, on an open metal slide, the sun is going to cook that thing, and it actually becomes... A health hazard, I think, especially mm. in hotter countries. Yeah. In Ireland, not so much, but I can imagine in South Europe, you don't get many metal slides. Mm, maybe not. Those things are going to absolutely nope. fry yeah, the child. Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> on on contact, you could boil True. an egg on those things. Yeah. But uh, or fry an egg even. But uh, a closed metal slide, I think, is is go to. Mm. Just okay. great fun. Nice, nice bong noise as you uh, as you go down it. You know. Yeah. That stuff. reminds me, the slides that I enjoyed the most, the mm. ones with that, what was that factor you called the woo factor? Yeah. 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 At water parks. Oh yeah! Oh, don't get me started. Those ones, the the payout from that one after the work, that yeah. I'm with you. Oh that my god, is one of the best attractions. Water parks are actually, time. I still think, underrated. Disgusting and, though, right? Yeah, that's the only yeah. th- the only thing. It's like you have to. It's like how the sausage gets made. Like you, you can't think about it too much while you're no. there. You're just like, just get on the ride, just enjoy the ride. It's fine. Uh, I've been to a few, including some ones in Italy, actually, that were. Quite amazing. At Gardaland. Though. Yeah, Aquafan, okay. uh, which is near Gardaland. Okay, wow. Absolute uh, goat tier uh, water park. Yeah, I would what'd you say? I yeah. would, I would. Yeah. And I don't use that term lightly. As no, you know. it sounds like you've been to a lot of children's water parks. In I was once a child, would you believe? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, there's one in Ireland, actually. Big shout out to anyone from Waterford uh, called Splash World. It still exists. Okay, and, Waterford. Uh, yeah, the website was made in 2001, I believe, and it hasn't been updated since. So if you want like Good a... Good for them. Yeah, exactly. Return on investment. So Respect. If, if you want a nice like traveling through time uh, experience, just Google uh, Splash World in Waterford and have a look at their website. It is super fun. Wonderful. Well, on that note, here we are, ready to postulate for real. Yes, yes. And, and Neil, I conducted a little experiment out in the wild. Oh, yeah. I told you I was going to conduct uh, a real-world experiment to bring about postulations. I didn't tell you what. You didn't? I have no idea what this is. I didn't want you to be influenced before this. Sure. This morning, you know, after my two hours of meditation and and my polar plunge. The usual, uh, yeah. yeah, Exactly. every day. As as we do. As we we do every day. We podcasters. uh, Absolutely. Mandatory. (laughs) Exactly. I headed to my local subway station. Yes. I didn't go into the subway. Uh Uh-oh. I waited outside. Because there were some observations I had to make. Fair. Now, one step back first. Neil, the necktie. Is it dead? Is it or dead? Or is it not? Is it dead? When was the last time you wore a necktie? Let's necktie. do that. Necktie. It would have been a wedding. I, it was probably a wedding I went to in Portugal a few years ago. Okay. Shockingly, yeah. Well, there you go. And for work purposes, uh, the, the last time I wore Did a necktie... Did you wear one at my wedding? Uh, yes. Okay. Oh yeah, so that would have been well, the last okay, time. Okay, that's yeah, the last go. time. Yeah, yeah, but sure. that's like once a year then. Exactly, it is once yeah. a year, right? But uh, the other shocker is the one time I wore it for work, I wore it for a very big presentation, a panel in work, mm-hmm. and I was roundly <laughs> made fun of by the assessors of that panel, the very senior people who were like, oh, he's wearing a tie for <laughs> The me. village elders. Like, yeah, they had no problem tearing me to shreds over my choice to wear a tie, which I guess says something about the company I work for. But in any case, it was like, 
uh, totally not the done thing. And it was a big mistake on my part. I, mm-hmm. I misread the tone of it, I guess. But uh, ties, yeah, these days, in, our, in my industry at least, it's a complete no-go. Yeah. And that's the headspace I was in was the last time I wore a tie. Okay, it was a bow tie, not a tie. But that was at my wedding, mm-hmm. basically a year ago. I've been to a bunch of weddings where I haven't even had to wear one, yeah, for example. Exactly. Uh, work-wise, I mean, I barely wear a collar yeah, ever. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, when am I going to wear a tie? But I had been noticing people going around in ties mm. lately. Skinny ties? Fabric uh, ties? What a are we bit talking? of everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even just totally atrocious ones. So, yeah. I said, and I, tr- and I, you know, I really rattled my brain when are ties relevant anymore? Mm. So I said, you know what? I'm going to conduct an anthropological study about this. Oh my God. Did you stop people? No. Went to my local subway station, waited outside in the shade. And I said, I am not going to leave until I see some people with ties and figure out why they're wearing ties. Oh my God. This is uh, this is like peer-reviewed uh, research. Right ambitious. Here. It took yeah. me a bit longer than than I hoped for. I mean, I was there during rush hour, and I still had to hang around okay. about half an hour. But isn't, that's data in and of itself, right? Know? Exactly. Yeah. So that already tells you something. Mm. So, you know, I wanted to find three. After a bit, I found one. Okay. Coming out of the subway, no jacket, shirt and tie, nothing else. Shirt and tie, mm. sleeves already rolled up to start the day. Yeah. Warm day. Yeah. Striped tie, quite a long one. Thick one, old school. Age age range we're talking here? Age range, I'd say uh, not older than mid-30s. Okay. So okay. between 30 and 34, Got it. let's say. Uh, male. Um, and do you want to guess what uh, his profession was? All right. Um, I didn't ask him, but it was clear. It was, it was heavily employed. Um, I mean, he had it on his shirt. Could be like a hotel worker or something. Nice guess. Yeah. Because that would be relevant, you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. But no. No, a security guard. Yeah. Um, so black tie, black shirt, am I right? Uh, no. Oh, no, light blue shirt, red oh. and blue striped tie. Okay. Uh, one of these, uh, it's disrespectful to say it, but a, a rent-a-cop, basically. Yeah. Right? Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, so he came out like this, uh, and I was thinking, like, I couldn't really take him seriously yeah. as a security guard. He was doing the rounds, you know, it was a, a, a street where all the kind of jewelers, etc., were opening. Uh, one of these G4S securitist guys. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, And I'm thinking, like, is that really relevant? Like, I couldn't really take him seriously, as I said. And mm. then he meets up with his buddy, also a security guard. Also wearing a tie? No, oh, my friend. It's a wearing choice. a black sweater. So hmm. with, you know, still in uniform with the, the logo of the company, whatever. Okay, yeah. But then it was like, okay, my friend, you do not need to wear that tie yeah. for your job. So why are you wearing that tie for your job? Unless they have like a guidance where it's like you can either wear the sweater and no tie or shirt and tie. But like when I say sweater, it was like black, sporty. Uh, okay. You know. Yeah. So this guy know. went out of his way that morning, spent the time, you yeah, know, I hope tie. to knot his tie and tie it and not just clip it on. It didn't look like a clip no, on. I'll no, give him that no. credit. Okay. And well, then you're thinking, why? Is it a credibility factor? What? What's his end game here? We didn't get to ask him. That's the only Security, yeah. no, I, uh, That's I the next not. step in all this. Yeah. We need to actually, although the, I doubt he would have told you in any case, but yeah, that is a, a, a head scratcher for the ages. Exactly. What is he up to? It didn't end there. No. Next person to come out. Okay. Uh, it was quite warm this morning. It's the mm. middle of summer here Still in is, Copenhagen. Yeah. Uh, this guy came out, jacket, not like a blazer jacket, but like actual like 
spring autumn jacket, okay. yeah. sweater underneath, mm-hmm. and what could I see yeah. at his neck? Tucked in. Un- tucked in tie, casual slacks, mm-hmm. very casual, borderline sweatpants slacks, mm-hmm. and black Air Force Ones. Okay. Okay. That is one, that's a mental image I'm trying to conjure, but so, struggling a bit. So yeah. his bottom, I would say, very yeah. casual. Okay. But all of a sudden, his top means business. Huh. What job do you think he was doing? This one I'm feeling like receptionist or because it has to be a job where only his top half is visible, surely. That's your intuition again. Spot it amazes on. me. Yeah. He worked at the money exchange. Uh, yeah. So counter behind the job, counter. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Top half visible only. And uh the security guard with the tie actually went over to converse with him and ah, help him open the shop. Tie okay? buddies. Okay. Tie buddies. Yeah. So this there might be something there. Okay. That guy I could get that might be because there wasn't a benchmark colleague part of the uniform. Mm, okay. My question now to you is, are you more likely to get your money exchanged from a guy wearing a tie than a guy mm. not wearing a tie? What is the reason for this dress code? The reason is to lend credibility to an otherwise shady institution. Sorry to any moneylenders out there or to many, any uh, exchange people out there but like sorry that industry is fraught with with uh, <laughs> fraud and scams right so i think for sure whoever owns that one has put it in their uniform to say guys ties are mandatory you gotta look sharp we're professional this is what we do you know and it, honestly like it almost makes me worried if i now that i think of it it's like if they are wearing a tie it's almost a bad sign it's like they're they're trying to hide something but that's my question a chunky looking tie nowadays yeah, so weird. where the leaders of the biggest companies in the world wear t-shirts mm. Doesn't it look a bit cartoonish it and does. actually have the opposite effect yeah. of not taking these but guys seriously? Actually, this is why, you know, when you've been asking me what industry, I'm going mid, like, I'm not going white collar. I'm going True. like uh, other a examples, like car rental, yeah. uh, working McDonald's. Like those ones actually do have ties. Like, and, and that's, I can't explain it. <laughs> why is it so formal for them and not for like actual corporate, you know, workers? I don't know. But yeah, it's a, it's a weird, uh, weird little trend we're on here. Yeah. yeah. And then the third one finally came out, yeah. allowing me to leave. <laughs> Thank God. I couldn't leave, however, before I followed him. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> this is like now borderline legal activities. So I love it. This Fortunately, is he didn't go very far. Okay. But uh, there was, he had no clue I was following yeah, him, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I imagine. Okay. But Unless I felt, listens. I, I, I didn't really like the what I was feeling. I really felt oh, this isn't vibes. so cool. Like, okay. uh, I don't want to be stalking people. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I proceeded to follow him. Uh, he went down this street where our other Thai buddies had been, and he was wearing a tie with a shirt mm. and a jacket. Again, not a blazer, mm, jacket, a, a Lacoste windbreaker. Mm. Okay. Kind of like a high school football coach okay. that takes okay. himself a bit too seriously. Yeah. And he walked in at this point, unsurprisingly, into the Cartier store. Okay. Cartier jewelry, jewelry, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there again, maybe... Um, Part of a uniform, yeah. I imagine. So I think what we've established here, or a, a question that has almost been answered is, mm. is anybody wearing a tie out of choice, by choice, for fashion purposes? My answer is basically no. Well, we do have one there that we know for a fact well, was yeah, wearing true, it out true. of choice. Security, security guard at least made some kind of a choice, yes. Although, like, I still think that he doesn't have the option to wear a shirt, open top, no, you know, an open top button, no tie. I don't think that's in his wheelhouse mm. I, i'm still even the guy with the sweater i don't know maybe he's he's <laughs> you know breaking some rules here but like it would be it would be surprising if he's wearing a tie out of choice in a, in mm. a hot summer's day you know 
I don't know. So it raises a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions there. So I yeah. looped in our esteemed colleague, ChatGPT. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right? Of what course. else are you going to do now in 2023? Got to ask ChatGPT. Got to ask the chat. Yeah. So, and she started, she, he, she, okay. they, yeah. well, I mean, what do you see ChatGPT as a, I often do. What gender? Anthro- what's the word? Anthropomorphize it a bit. I give it a human quality, even right. when I shouldn't. Me too. Uh, and gender-wise, I, I don't know, I, I guess I just lean towards a kind of an ambiguous they, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, first, it gave me an overview of ties over time and a bit the decline, uh, which I had also read another article on earlier in the day. I thanked it, uh, and I proceeded with a, with a follow-up question because it told me that in some professional fields, and I quote, the necktie holds significance okay. still. And I said, what are these professional fields? And it gave me five professional fields. So let's evaluate if we agree with this. Okay. The first one, business and finance, mm. where she proceeded to tell me that the tie is seen as a symbol of professionalism, authority, and wait for this, attention to detail in mm. these industries. When you see someone with a tie in business or finance, and do you think, wow, they must be really into the numbers, the attention to detail because they're wearing that tie. Yeah, they're able to tie a very simple knot. Well done to, <laughs> to them. That was, uh, wow. I trust you with my life savings. Um, this feels like ChatGPT took a little left turn into like the 1950s and uh, pulled some uh, okay. some insight yeah. from there. I think it's, it's boomer GPT. Yeah, exactly. I feel like um, this would have been true, as I said, and is probably still true only of the most old school industries. I'm talking... Mm you know, finance in London, in in the city in London, those kind of like real traditional old school right. industries. But no, not like any modern company that's actually existing in 23. I don't think people are wearing ties, are they? I mean, it beats me. I've, again, I've worn a tie once in the last year for yeah. my wedding. And yeah. the time before that must have been for another wedding. Indeed. Yeah. Well, so the business? Next, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Business, I think we write off. Okay. The next one, and here I think she had a point. Mm-hmm. Law and legal professions. Yeah, that would be weird. Like to, to stand in the court representing your client and just be right. like, yeah. A trial attorney, I think, would always have a tie. She, she raised something, though, that made me think. Because it represents respect for the legal system. I kind of buy that as well, actually. And I, right. I don't, I'm not one of these people who goes for the wigs and everything. I don't think that's needed, you know. <laughs> but like... There is a kind of an unspoken respect required for the whole thing to work, you know, Mm -hmm. like if you're going to do, if you're going to participate in this system where there's a judge, you kind of have to show from the outset that you fully buy into it and you're not here to, you know, disrespect the whole process. Right. So I kind of like that actually. Yeah. And actually, if you think about it, even Zuck showed up in front of the Senate Mm -hmm. to testify with a tie. Exactly. Only time you'll ever see a picture of him with a tie. That's true. That is true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So there is still something to the tie Mm -hmm. in our Mm -hmm. perceptions. very specific. When you're in trouble, basically. When you're in trouble. (laughs) And you need to show that you're not, yeah, and you're not arrogant, then then you do it. Yeah. Here's an interesting one. Politics and government. Well, not so much anymore, right? I kind of call bullshit on it because even before, when a politician wanted to show he or she is a man or woman of the people, yeah, it's jacket off, sleeves rolled up. It's John Fetterman. Definitely no for example, tie. Yeah. Well, John Fetterman and Carhartt and going jeans, the other yeah, way, Carhartt's right? And so it's yeah. very convenient that mm. for some politicians, you say, oh, it's disrespectful. They're not wearing a tie. Yeah. But then they turn on the other mask, right? Exactly. But that's politics. That's politics. I mean, yeah, I see the point. I think it's, again, a little bit outdated, but uh, neither here nor there. And then the one that you were on about, 
high-end sales and customer service, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's kind of what my study uh, revealed, I guess. Yeah. Um, because you show that you are maintaining, and I quote, a polished and sophisticated image. Mm. That's even one where you'll see women wearing ties, actually. Yeah. Like in, in like fancy hotels or like... Yes, actually. That, yeah, which true. is a real strange one. Because normally, like no corporate would expect a woman to wear a tie, I don't think. No. It's always like... It's always been considered a, a predominantly male yeah. accessory, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I wore one every day in school, by the way. I don't know if you did. But no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day. Really? Yeah. Which, again, if you question, it's like, why the hell? Like... Were they training us to to grow into good little business drones? You know, like, what's the reasoning for the tie? You know, it was weird. But I wore one every day. Yeah. And you did the knot yourself every day uh, from the young age. A little, little life hack, which mm. is to undo it knot all the way and then take it off over your head. Mm. And then you can just tighten it. You know, Same tie day. every day. Same tie every day. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Wow. But there you go. And would you, like, loosen it up and do a daddy's home from work halfway through the day? Or? No, it's in big trouble if you did that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Now, the, the, only, the only bit of, like, self-expression you could do was how fat you made the knot. So some guys would, like, have these absolute whoppers, like, yeah. taking up the entire front, like, quadrant of their chest, basically, with these Basically leaving knots. no tie to come no, down. Yeah, yeah, because you were wearing little jumpers as well. So okay. the tie would go down into the V-neck, and then who knows, you know? Right. So Good. people would just do these, <laughs> as a, maybe as an act of rebellion or something. You know, there would be this, like, chunky, chunky knot at the top. Unreal. It's ridiculous now I think about it. But, uh, yeah, so I was a tie wearer, not uh, not due to my high-end sales, but due to my uh, schooling. Yeah. Well, there you have it. I will continue. Mm my experiment on the tie yeah, uh, please. going to different locations finding people that are wearing ties following them maybe i'll resort to talking to them instead of following them next time that's one but, option yeah, yeah. They, they may tell you where to go i mean they, they may yeah. not want to talk to you at all but right. uh, exactly. it's worth a try and know? then it gets a bit awkward to follow them after they've told you to for kind sure. of sort off right? yeah you yeah. can be like well i'm also going that way and no, they won't <laughs> they won't buy that not for a second but uh, that's that's what the game is all about. That's postulation for you, you know. There you go. The future and past of the necktie. We'll take a break and come back with more postulations for you listeners. Listeners, welcome back to the Lost in Postulation podcast. I'm joined again by Neil Fitzpatrick. Neil, you can loosen your tie a little bit for this next segment. Nice. <laughs> Chilling out a little bit, finally. Exactly. No, we were just discussing that a bit uh, offline now mm. during the break about Neil's uh, time in, in school, but uh, we'll save that for another episode. Absolutely. Um, so, Neil, this segment, if you go back to the end of last year, I think it was episodes four and five of this podcast, very early days, mm, mm. last December, Yeah, we made our big bets for 2023. We sure did, with much worse audio quality than uh, than we currently have. Sorry about that. Definitely. Yeah. So we might not recommend you to go back and listen to that, but we'll cut to an overview of these right now. 2023, my buys. Shocking horror movies, messed up, crazy, scary movies, AI chatbots, and all the good that they will bring to the world, and screen time as the new step count. Yes, my buys, Morocco, yes, the country, the Chalamets, plural, mm-hmm. and a female bond. Lock it in. 
On the sales then, we have uh, passive investing on my side, we have social media as a whole, or maybe to get more specific, the toxic uh, negative side of social media, and franchise movies. My sales, we have Succession Season 4, we have Elon Musk, and we have John David Washington. And there you have it. Those are or our big bets for 2023. Some atrocious, some still going. And so what we've decided to do now, midpoint of the year, is see where are we doubling down? Mm-hmm. Where are we cashing out? So we adjust this going forward for a big recap towards the end of the exactly, year. Exactly, exactly. So we don't, we're not going to do like a minimum, you have to do this or minimum, you know, cash out minimum one or whatever. Let's just see what we, what we feel here in this list. Exactly. So Neil, of your buys, mm. what are you doubling down on mm. or cashing out on? Yeah, I think I'll start with a cash out actually, because I was almost a little bit like behind the curve when I called out AI chatbots, right? Mm. Like they, it was ChatGPT was just taking off. I had never used it at that point, but since then it absolutely exploded as we yeah. know, right? However, big however, usage of ChatGPT has plummeted in the past, I think, week or two weeks. I saw an article okay. about it recently. Yeah. Some of the discourse online has also referenced that and backed it up with some pretty spot-on analysis, which is it gets less impressive the more you use it, ChatGPT. Mm. Right? That when you first use it, it's this miraculous, oh my God, how does it know thing. And the more you use it, the more you realize, oh, it is just confidently saying wrong things. Like mm. it, you can you can ask it a question and ask like, who was the first uh, man on the moon? And it won't get this wrong, but just as an illustrative example, right. it, will, it will with 100% confidence just be like, uh, Woody Allen was the first man on the moon. And then did that happen? No, not that exact example, but like through issues of more, say, um, obscurity than that, right? Mm. Say Irish history or something. Right. It will just confidently tell you something wrong. And then you can say, are you sure about that? Like, what's your source for that? And it goes, yes, I am sure about that. My Mm. source is this article. And then you can say, that article doesn't say what you just said. And then it goes, oh, I apologize for the misunderstanding. So How very human of ChatGPT. Yeah, and thanks for apologizing. But my point (laughs) is like, that's so, so not okay for anything to do with like information like so my understanding of chat gpt now is like okay it's useful for rough brainstorming of hypothetical stuff that may be or Mm -hmm. may not be the right information but it's useless for stats it's useless for actual Mm -hmm. facts really because it's like wikipedia but worse you can't actually trust it at all you need to verify everything it says and i think people are getting wise to that now and i think there's a still a gap in the market for like chat gpt but good or like but accurate you know verified so what i would like to do is cash out my chat gpt so what i'm saying is i think we've already seen peak chat gpt and forever or for 2023 eh, unless they drastically change the product i think like it's it's a predictive language model and and only that so People have been talking about it in every tech company presentation for the past three months or four right. months. Everybody's how they're going to leverage it, course, et cetera. Generative AI is how we run our business and blah, blah. I don't see that at all. And I think by the end of this year, we won't be talking about ChatGPT. So I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to have it as a cash out now. Wow. Buy low, sell high, get out well, of ChatGPT. You. you bought medium, you sold. Yeah, I bought when the going was high. good. Yeah. Say. I tried okay. to, uh, yeah. All right. I don't want to try and catch the knife, you know, or is, wow. that, is that even relevant? In so so let's see where we are uh, when uh, it's writing our podcast for us uh, five years down the road. When it's doing the podcast. Doing even. the yeah. podcast, exactly. Just using our voices exactly. as the input. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How about that? How Synthetic about that? voice. 
Okay. So that's so mine. That's you're my first. You're cashing out on ChatGPT. Bold. Yes. Okay. Bold, but, you know, I'm here for, for the bold calls. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, instead, I'm on a double down on one of my buys. On Morocco. Yeah. We said after that World Cup run, the tourism would go up in Morocco. It's gone up. We've just looked at the data before coming in here. Mm-hmm. But I am doubling down because we're halfway through the summer now. I expect that trend to keep going. Throughout the year, yeah. uh, and Morocco to become one of the premier destinations on the Mediterranean. That is a huge call, I think. Also, because like, I believe when is the right time to visit Morocco? Is it like October, November time? I or? guess it kind of depends where you go, because it's also there's parts which are quite like mountainous, and then mm. as with many desert, like arid desert parts, it can cool yeah. off dramatically at night, etc. But okay. my go-to when you're talking like Mediterranean, my rule of thumb is usually like. September, October, or April, May, yeah. okay, if okay. you don't want to be suffocated, right? Hmm. So, Well, the data speaks for itself, right? I don't yeah. disagree with you. The tourism numbers are higher than ever. However, we, we these were our pop culture big bets, right? And okay, people, okay, are, you're people, calling, are, yeah. now, people are going there, right? Mm. But all I will say is I was with you that after... Was it, it was the World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. There was this huge buzz and people were talking about it and it was like an interesting part of conversation. A watershed moment. Exactly, for the country. Yeah. And I very much agree and very happy for them. But I haven't had any conversations about Morocco, I don't think this year, to be mm. honest. No mm. one has, has, it hasn't come up in, in like polite conversation where people are like, oh, you know what's interesting actually? Morocco is uh, blah, blah, blah. No. It's a so, fair challenge. Mm. I'm going to double down because <laughs> do it, do it. the tourists are going to come back, mm. hopefully, yeah. the non-package holidayers, okay. Uh, okay. with a taste for Moroccan culture, cuisine, mm. music, well, this is crucial. cinema, and that's what's going to make my bet go. Have you, Not it, the tourism data yeah, yeah. itself, but what comes from that, the return. Thank now, you. But here's the thing. Have you actually met too many people coming back from Morocco saying, better than expected, five stars? Like, absolutely amazing. Uh, no, but I've also not met anybody coming right. back from Morocco saying three stars. You just haven't met people coming back from Morocco. Not many. Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> so. There are a record number of tourists, but we have yet to encounter them. Let's say that could be my next subway experiment. It could be. Yeah. Wait outside listeners, of the subway with a clipboard this time. This is the exact type of thing we want the listeners chipping in on. Actually, yes, so please. if we do have any Morocco travelers, does it live up to the expectations? Does it exceed them? I would yeah, love to know. Let us know. Yeah. And then we're going to have to go ourselves for a live show from Casablanca. Add it to the list. Jesus, yeah. Humphrey Bogart. Of course, Matt. Was it? Uh, no. <laughs> it wasn't Humphrey Bogart uh, in Casablanca? It actually was. Actually, let's yeah, say it was. We're going to need to throw in another I've correction. I've seen it. I've seen it, but I, I can't remember. There you go. But um, Okay. So that is your double down. Yes, quite, uh, that is my double down. Quite controversial, I would say. But uh, you're confident. Well, Should we do? You cashed out on ChatGPT at the That's, beginning. That is a safe bet. Anyway. Um, should we jump over to the cells, actually? Yeah, let's do that. So is there? there's one that I think I might double down on. Ooh, actually, there's one I probably should. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll double down on this one. I was all about selling franchise movies, right? Yeah. I was really, like, already at that point, this was in December, done with the likes of Marvel with, uh, what else, the... Um, those uh dc, DC. all of it right there's even more Lucas I- indiana film, jones whatever you want star wars yeah all yeah. that right done with it and that has wildly uh, or for the most part proven to be true i think this yeah. year not one marvel film has done well in fact they've flopped like hell people are tired of it pixar movies have absolutely flopped 
Uh, Indiana Jones, by early reckoning, seems to be doing absolutely terrible as well. The only franchise... My dad liked it. Okay, well, that, well... Big Harrison know. Ford energy there. Uh, yeah. he's, a, he's a safe bet. Yeah. Harrison Ford's enjoyable. But, but that I think might the be the demographic. Is, maybe so. No offense to any yeah. uh, of, a, of an older generation. Yeah, and, but, I, and he wrote, and I uh, quote from yeah. our text, two hours flew by. Hey, it's a good sign. <laughs> it doesn't always so. happen, yeah. even with a good movie. But uh, the only franchise that seems to have done well, actually, is mm. Mission Impossible. Uh, right. the one that just came out apparently not based on IP well it, it, yeah exactly it's only based on itself and that's right. right it's like uh, it has how many seven movies now or something I, I've yeah, lost count and, and he wants to he looks as young as he did at the first oh so yeah, yeah why not I mean if he's still doing those stunts that he's doing I keep him keep him at it yeah. I haven't seen any of the new ones I think the last one I saw was Ghost Protocol which is like the fourth one but it must have uh, stopped there as well yeah, yeah I think apparently it's good like uh, actually good reviews and stuff like that but my, my point stands which is I think these franchise movies are done 100%. Mm-hmm. And I think by the end of this year, it will only just be worse. Like people will actively online memes, everything else would be like, lol, remember when we used to watch the 19th sequel from the Marvel movies and think it was good? You know, I hope this, so. This kind of stuff. So I'm, I would actually double down on that one. I hope so. And I mean, I was out of this game long before, you know, mm. I haven't been, been a fan. But I think part of what we discussed also in December was the impact franchise movies declining could yeah. have on creativity could have on us actually appreciating what marty scorsese would call real cinema etc sure so i think there's a huge potential uh, domino effect to to come from this as well i agree franchise movies you're doubling down Dead on the, the sell of franchise movies. Exactly. So clear. I'm selling it again. I'm shorting it, actually, is basically what I'm you're doing. doubling down on your short. I'm shorting the short. Steve Carell, the big short. Here. Exactly. Great film. Nothing can go wrong. Yeah. Now, what am I going to do here? Uh, I effed up Succession already. That was a big miss. Uh, yeah. Swing and a miss. Big miss, considering it might be the best season of television ever made. Uh, jury is out. We'll see in mm-hmm. 10 years, but mm-hmm. still definitely top three. So I am going to double down, actually. My second double down of the day. I'm going to double down on my sell of Elon Musk. Yeah. On Elon Musk to self-combust. We are on track. Absolutely. Twitter is getting crushed. He had to put a new CEO. Threads is coming in, stealing his share just like that. He's admitted himself, basically, in various interviews that he tried to find every possible way out of the deal. But yeah. then when he saw the lawsuits would amount to more than the, the asking price, etc., he stayed in. He's had to sell a bunch of his Tesla stock to prop up this business, which isn't a business because, quite frankly, it doesn't make any money. Mm-hmm. So that's also driven down Tesla, making him poorer as a result. Now, I'm not saying you're going to find Elon Musk at the corner bakery, you know, begging for, for coins. But I don't think we're going to rate him anymore by the end of this year. I think he's become a bit of a toxic asset, and as, as, as has Twitter for advertisers, for example. Like, advertisers are, are ditching the platform in their droves because he's just a really awful figure to, uh, to hang your brand on, you know, like mm-hmm. to even show that you're associated with. Mm-hmm. It's a bit unfortunate, though, because to the untrained observer, you know, to the neutral observer like myself, it seems like such an easy, like, if you take over Twitter, 
the main thing is like just kind of take it easy like you know like don't no, nothing it was doing okay like it was it wasn't it, okay it wasn't massively profitable but nope. if you could just broadly like cut some costs and like keep the thing rolling mm. it was a pretty decent money spinner it had its own little niche yep. i don't think facebook was thinking of launching threads until all this happened well, it's you know? pure opportunism right uh, unbelievable but genius by the way from zuck yeah. who by all accounts from what i'm seeing now has somehow emerged as like the hero in this and let's remember there are it's no Zuck. good guys in that fight because yeah. it's it's Zuckerberg. He's like, like the butt of all jokes, is Zuckerberg, and <laughs> there he's somehow are no good guys. Yeah, and he somehow has come out of this as like, oh, guys, I want to create a a positive space, you know. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, it's amazing, go go yeah. go! Like, uh, it's it's hilarious just how quickly Elon fell. And I was reminded recently that like it wasn't so long ago that I was an edge lord, twenty uh, six year old, saying how cool Elon was. We've you know? been there, reading the, there. the yeah. biography and everything. But yeah. I mean. The fact, I think, that we're kind of cheering for Zuck in this fight says it all. I yeah, mean, and that's the scary part almost, right? Google Cambridge Analytica, for those of you that have no clue what we're talking about, just for yeah. a little appetizer yeah, yeah. and then tell us what you think of Zuck. But, let that, let know. that start you off. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, it's true. And I, the, the New York Times, the, uh, the podcast, The Daily, did a great yeah. discussion on this where their point was like, why is the alternative to Twitter another Twitter rather than not using any of them and just going outside, you know? Right. Why are we so terminally online to use that phrase that like the only acceptable substitute for twitter is something exactly like twitter yeah but it also shows how those types of businesses their only backbone is the network effects that they have yeah the moment those users defect to another platform twitter has no value 100 anymore right Yeah, yeah so it's um just goes to show. So I am not doubling down. I am tripling down on this one. On Musk. How about and that? I think that's important though, that you're tripling down on Musk, not Twitter, right? Because you, you, by all, there's, there's a, a path for Twitter where he somehow sells it at a discount and gets I, out. You know? I think the Twitter path is the Yahoo path from a few years oh ago, where yeah. ultimately, you know, with Yahoo, it was, well, it died off, mm. but they found out that there was this valuable portion of Yahoo, which was that they own some shares in Alibaba. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. There you so go. that's the only type of scenario. Yeah. Now I don't know what uh, what Twitter has on their balance sheet that could be such an asset, but that's the only possible scenario where I see Twitter being anything mm. more than this little blue light blue bird. I don't know. I I feel like the if I was Elon now somehow, mm. my play is okay. This hasn't gone well. How can I recoup as much of my investment as possible and never have to think about this again, and give it to somebody anybody who actually knows how to run a social media company and just leave them at it you know like because he just can't extract value from this thing no, i don't no. think no definitely not yeah. and i think he's been aware of that since the beginning if you go back to the discourse it yeah, was yeah. basically a politically like a political play right mm, mm. this whole thing it was all all the rhetoric around him buying it was him you know wanting to return free speech and blah 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 yeah nothing about business fundamentals no i think it was it was actually very reminiscent of brexit in some ways that i think he he was the richest man in the world for a brief time and some days he is some yeah, days he's not exactly these days not so much but he would he was kind of him and jeff were kind of trading the the you know the, the mantle for a while and it was probably around that time that he was like i can literally do whatever i want yeah and a bit like how when brexit came up a lot of people voted for brexit kind of as a let's just see what happens. Like, what? imagine if we did, you know? Like, yeah. and didn't really think through, I won't be able to retire in Spain anymore. You know, like right. they, they were just thinking- Only Gibraltar. Yeah, exactly, yeah, and even then. But 
like it, that was the extent of the thinking for many voters i think was just like wouldn't it be so funny if it actually did you know right and i think again he was like wouldn't it be so funny if i actually paid 420 a stock for 420 a share first for twitter like you know right. just stupid stuff and now obviously this is this is what happens but uh yeah i think uh, his, his days as a public figure are kind of numbered i feel yeah i think so there is also the scenario probably the way things are shaking where mbs you know, Mohammed bin Salman, mm. the Saudi crown Spells prince, him helps yeah. him out. So, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that—that's very I mean, likely. If probably. you have no standards, if you have no limits as to who you'll get into bed with, mm. then yeah, he'll be fine. You know, right? I—I I would have hoped that he has some degree of like common sense or critical thinking to be like, maybe I shouldn't align with the uh, the murdering. Uh, psychopaths well but, i think he's defied the logic of common sense so yeah, many times that yeah. we can't give him the the benefit of that doubt i guess not but geez it's so a bit depressing almost because he could have been he could have been an inspiration really you know yeah if, if he had just stayed sane if he had just kind of not gotten high off of his own supply so sad to see but uh well there you go well there you go on on that sour note is there anything else from these big bets you want to touch on now let's see i think let's look at it from both sides i'm looking at yours and mine here and just yeah. seeing is there any any that I wanted to pull out. I, I got it wrong on the horror movies. I'm willing to put my hand up. That's one I would uh, probably just let go from my buys. I haven't seen any new horror movies yeah, myself I, this I, year. I checked it out just prepping for today. There's a f- film called Megan 3. Megan or like Megan. Didn't that come out like in January? Or yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it's still 23. Like that dull, very creepy looking poster. Exactly. Yeah. That's a horror comedy or mm. comedy horror. So not quite what I was talking about in my big bet. I was saying like proper scary movies were going to make a, a comeback there have been some like evil dead rise came out and there's like yeah nothing nothing has captured the zeitgeist certainly not right so i'm i'm basically willing to let that go the only reason i would double down is out of pure uh stubbornness hold out for halloween yeah you never know right, right. but I, I just don't know of anything upcoming you know no no big uh, i guess it also depends how you define horror would that killers of the flower moon that's going to come out could do. There's horrific aspects to it, a bit a la yeah. Shutter Island. But, but like what what I was getting at with that was remember when like Paranormal Activity came out, right? And it was like so scary, like you have to go see it. It's so right. scary, you know. And there's the big reveal and the big yeah. scare and, and nobody. Blair Witch, yeah. same thing, right? Blair Witch Project. So when it captures really the public consciousness and is the whole point is how scary it is. That was what I was kind of expecting. I thought we were overdue. For one of those it might be because we can't keep secrets anymore so yeah. like you can't really have that oh no that more twists moment. yeah no Imagine, no more twists right like if uh if the empire strikes back came out today you know Unreal. like jump is that is that it would be on every meme every, yeah yeah exactly ridiculous but uh okay yeah, so movies. i'll let yeah. that one go i think horror movies yeah i'm, I'm gonna cash out at a loss on that yeah. one i have to say yeah well i think this one you were you were on to something um social media you sold social media I did sell social media, but I think I got it a bit wrong because Threads has 100 million users after yeah. a week. So but I, they, they are just a copy of Instagram users because my understanding is you log in with your Instagram account, right? Yeah, I mean, it's genius that that's the case. It, right. It's actually, if anything, it's like, why didn't they do this sooner? This was a, right. an absolute game changer for, okay. for Meta. But I think what we may be seeing the end of is algorithmically triggering content which lives off enraging you right Mm. a lot of what has worked for twitter and facebook and to a lesser extent even reddit right is headlines that garner an angry or a rage reaction in the newspapers even yeah oh they're they're just as guilty like even sad to say but like formerly very respectable newspapers Mm. have 
started just flat out putting in clickbait enraging headlines purely for the clicks you know it's a it's a shame to see but my point was going to be that maybe we've seen the end of that because the whole buzz around threads has been that it is a, a positive space right and that it will be heavily moderated and avoiding hate speech, avoiding negativity. Mm, mm. Now, let's see how true that is. And We're let's five see. days into it. I know, I know. So that's the concept. Let's see how the execution is. And of course, there'll be teething issues. But I just think perhaps people are wise now to the fact that most social media, when you close it, you come away feeling worse, not better. Right. And I still think that if there's a space for a positive social media somehow, don't know what that could look like. Yes, that could be a thing. But I don't think I was right to say all social media is is on the way out i'd bet on podcasting you sure did you actually no i didn't you did not but i would now you would now man. after you, this you missed the you missed, some, <laughs> missed the, the, train. Uh, the wave on that one um yeah. yeah i guess then here i mean i bought a female bond i don't know what to make of that at What's the moment i haven't that? i haven't heard any rumors i haven't even heard like who could be the next bond i know they reached out to idris for the 20th time Kalua also. What are they up to though? Like, uh, I don't know if there's gonna be because my bet was also female Bond in terms of not necessarily she would play the titular character, yeah, knew, but that there it. would kind of no longer be that formula of the titular Bond, and instead it's kind of you know yeah. a consortium or whatever you want to refer to it as. So I'm a bit disappointed that they haven't because it, it's the broccoli's the broccoli's Barbara in particular. It seems like uh, the reason I'm disappointed is because if they were filming it. It would have probably leaked by now, you know, like the. If oh, they, they're definitely not know, filming. Not they filming. don't have an actor. Exactly. So it's like the next Bond film we see could be potentially twenty twenty eight or something like that. By the time it's actually done, maybe you know? they call back DC. Yeah, all is forgiven, or like, you know, yeah. we, we changed our mind. No, I think he's absolutely done he's with it. Done, man. One hundred tired. Done. Yeah, yeah. Leave him off. I think he, uh, he had a great run, the longest ever run. Come on, longest ever in terms of years. Yeah, from not first in films, but right. in, in years. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Now, uh, so yeah, don't know what to make of that. I guess a hold, yeah, yeah on I, the off I, chance I that it could happen. Holding it, yeah. And I had even thrown out a name. I think it was, Lo- not Loretta Lynch. She was like a district mm. attorney or something, but something Lynch. I had thrown her out. Mm. She had played uh, in Woman King or things like this. Okay, I, okay. I liked her at the time. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Didn't last. Yeah. John David Washington. I sold and. John David Washington where is hasn't he now? Really, where is he now? That what has sell. he done? You can double down on that one, I think. Let's double down. Doubling down means that you don't think he's going to reappear in the next six months, which I don't think he is. No, the bet was that he wasn't an A-list leading man. Yeah, I agree. And I think that but I'll... Not only down. that, he's gone. Like He, he, yeah, he, hasn't, he hasn't done a film. Or, he or, probably listened to the podcast and spiraled out of control. We would have really got to him, yeah. I, I like him as a guy, yeah? yeah no, I was guy. just saying, he just doesn't have the acting chops of Up his father. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and a few people do, let's be real. Exactly. I think the only remaining one, and again, my foray into... Uh, oh, God. Yeah, my foray into financial advice. <laughs> Our so listeners love that at the everybody time. Everybody grab your grain of salt now, uh, <laughs> if you can all just do that. The listeners love this. Um, I think I was right, though. I think um, anybody tell me any passive fund that they are bought into that's higher now than it was six months ago, I would uh, happily eat my hat. But sorry, passive investing. No, no, no. Get it into cash. Your alternative, if I remember, was holding the cash under your mattress. I uh, know, in a high interest savings account, which has been proven true as well. You can get like up to 2.5% here in Denmark on just a savings account, on a cash savings account. Right so now. your return is 2.5%, which is guaranteed. lower than the inflation. No, okay. yeah, but it's guaranteed yeah. rather than minus five or minus 10 on a, on a passive fund. 100%. I know, I'm just saying like, 
if you if you were dollar cost averaging the past like three years, you know, and thinking, yeah, I mean, how bad can it be? I think this is the year where you start thinking, okay, this is how bad it can be. This is not good. Like I've been, I've thrown, like most people have probably thrown a lot of money at passive investing over the past few years and I have, are just well in the red right now. Mm. I would have been better off doing nothing, honestly. <laughs> Being passively bad. Exactly. Uh, listeners who love that content, that is just a preview of uh, a solo podcast Neil hosts every Friday, every Friday. called Investing with Neil. Uh, zero listeners so far. Really hoping to build that one out, but uh, uh, yeah, rate so and far. review. Uh, it really helps to grow the podcast. Yeah, I've got a lot of one stars so far, so I need to offset those. Uh, no, as I said, look, pinch of salt. People are right? rating it without even listening. To oh it. yeah, they know, they know. But no, like, I'm not saying I know anything about this, right? I'm just saying. Go. I'm just saying. I think I'm right. That's all. Okay, well, you're doubling down on uh, the sell of passing investing, whatever that means. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I think we wrap it up there. Uh, succession, I failed miserably. Uh, I'm going to take that one to my grave. Um, and yeah, the Chalamets. Now, mm-hmm. Timothy, you know, is slated to do the next Dune. Timothy going to be the Leo of his yeah, generation. But that wasn't your postulation. My postulation was the Chalamets as a package, right? Because mm-hmm. that allowed me to get in a bit cheaper on this bet because his sister... Um, oh, no. I'm blanking out on her name here. Well, there you go. That's how, that says uh, it all, doesn't it? Well, yes. Uh, Miss Chalamet, yeah. uh, brain fart of mine, there you go. Uh, is uh, the next up-and-coming uh, well, star on her own. I and would find that easier to believe if you could remember her name. She's but... got a short film coming out later this year. Right. I saw that on IMDb. Oh, so. I think this is one you need to let go as well, to be you honest. Think? Yeah. But I can't cash out if I'm in a negative position now. What if she... Talk about my situation. This is uh, back on past investing. I think you need to let this one go. Cash out now. Reinvest the money somewhere else. This is not going to do it for you. What was her name? We can look it up. This This is is the magic of Google. We can find out. But I I seriously think it's a sign that... Pauline Chalamet. Of course. Pauline. Um, Yeah. Well... I'm proud of you, Pauline. Are you doubling down or cashing out? What's what's happening here? I'm holding. Okay. So neither. You're just kind of... I think that short film is going to be a huge hit. That short film by the name of um, The Appraisal. I will believe it when she I She plays it. April in The Appraisal. When you go on to the IMDb page of this, mm-hmm. it's an eight-minute short. That's too short. Uh, <laughs> it's got no ratings yet. Uh, as I imagine, it hasn't been released yet. And it uh, the description you know, uh, in IMDb says, know what this is about? Be the first to add a plot. I am um, going to actually... So it's really, you know, kept I will counter. No, I have to count you on this. I'm going for a sell on this, and we will see at the end of the year. <laughs> All right. If the but Chalamet you can't is. sell my stock. You don't have access to my brokerage account. I'm, I'm shorting here. it now separately. <laughs> like two different transactions, just right. to be clear. I'm shorting. Warring transactions, like we had yeah. on Succession, which you became a rich man of. Sure did. That, that was, was the a, easy way out. That was the easy way out, but yeah. still. Safe bets, a safe okay, bet. There you have it. And, well, and once again, approaching an hour of a podcast talking absolute postulatory nonsense. This is what the people love, at least we think. But uh, thank you once again, as ever, dear listener and Nicola, for joining on this postulatory journey. Do you have any final parting shots for the listener? Final parting shots? I mean, I say, you know what? Do not be afraid, like Neil, to talk about things you have absolutely no clue about. Yeah and record a podcast about The worst thing that'll happen is that you'll learn something when you get corrected later. Exactly. It's win, win, or win. Or you'll double down on what you said. I still think I'm right. Prove me wrong, listeners. Prove me wrong. But, Dr. Uh, Delight, hit him. 